Welcome to another episode of Forging Better Humans. I can't think of a better person to have on this show than a human that I have watched forge herself into an amazing athlete, business owner, and mother than my own wife, Karen Drever. Uh, she doesn't talk much, so I'm going to do my best on this show to pull some words out of her for you guys so you guys can get to know her. Um, the We've been together for about 586 years, and it's it's been a journey. We've had to work really, really hard on our relationship at a lot of different points in our life, um, and I feel like uh, we've learned a lot in that amount of time um, that I think maybe some people could benefit from. The uh, you know the way our systems are set up today and the way relationships are kind of set up today, everything just seems to be so uh, quick. You know, it's a, a fast video has got to grab your attention and you're in a relationship for a weekend or a month and you feel like it's a long time. Maybe even six weeks might be the longest relationship you've ever been in. Maybe you're only married for like one to three years, like different things like that seem to be the common norm. And we work in an industry with people um, uh, and we see a large portion of our local community here at our business. And it's it saddens us both. Um, when we see just the constant turnover of relationships where we see two people together and then just all of a sudden one of them's just like, ah, I'm out. And it's all too often. And it's all too, uh, I think it's all too quick. I think that people look at our, our society today is so disposable. Like we just throw everything away when you might, you know, if you would kind of double down for a minute and work through those hard patches, you may find, um, it, it, there's a lot more there than you thought had you had just digged a little bit harder and got a little bit deeper below the surface. And that's something that Karen and I have gotten really good at over the course of actually it's 20 years, 20 something years that we've known each other. We met on New Year's Eve in Louisville, Kentucky in 2001. So like that was a long, long time ago. Um, and then got married shortly thereafter. But the, uh, but to say that everything's been peaches and cream and perfect since day one would be a bold outright, outright fucking lie. So like we've had our ups and our downs, but the one things that we've always had, I think is we've always respected each other's dream and forward motion and forward progress, our, our own internal pushes to be better people. Um, hers, she's always been really super driven in, uh, in fitness as well as her career. And same with me. So we have very similar drives, but, and there was, there's just a way where I think that we've found to navigate that, you know, from time to time we may clash, but we always give respect to that, that particular piece, like that, that inner drive, that thing that kind of pays the bills per se, or, or creates the character or creates the relationship. We have a lot of respect towards that. Um, taking time to understand that, you know, while our situation may be rough this particular week or, or this particular day, you know, knowing that and, you know, banking on our last 20 years, we know that we're probably going to be able to make it through just because of our own character and the way that we were, uh, we get through things. Um, so what we've seen recently, especially here at Iron Legion is Karen has come in and taken over the Pro shop. It used to be a pro shop. It used to just be Iron Legion's t-shirt shop, kind of where we sold our gym t-shirts and our, uh, we had, we tried to do some smoothie stuff, but do I look like a guy who makes smoothies? It's a really bad, uh, option to have me make you anything as far as smoothies go. But, um, 
you know, we, we, you know, we tried to, to get that thing turned into something and, you know, it just kind of struggled and limped along until Karen came along. She came into the gym. Um, she had left a field where she was working and wanted to try her hand at entrepreneurship. And she jumped in and took that pro shop and then turned it into brick and iron cafe, which is an amazing feat. Um, and it's, Huge now. Uh, a lot of people are in and out of here every day. She's got a, a pretty good stream of regulars. And, you know, it's not just that. It's some of the other things that she's been doing recently that, you know, we hear a lot of excuses in the gym business about, you know, I don't have time for this or I can't do this. And, you know, I, I, everybody's got an excuse about something. Um, but Karen, on the other hand, full-time mom. What do we got, like three kids? Last I checked. Last I checked, three kids, four including me, five with the dog, mm-hmm. right? And a couple of rabbits. So, like, we got a ton of kids, and we got everybody else's kids coming in and out of the gym. She's running her business. We're running Iron Legion at the same time. Um, one of our kids has special needs. We're rolling around all over trying to get in and out of schools, picking kids up and dropping kids off and doing all the crazy stuff. And then, you know, entrepreneurship is not a 95 job. So, we're not – Clocking in and clocking out. It's, you know, on weekends, she's getting stuff ready for the cafe. Uh, we're setting up stuff for the gym. It's just a constant, constant barrage. But through all of that, she found time for the last couple of years to make the master's qualifier for the CrossFit Open. And you're getting ready to do those workouts again, I think, tonight. So aren't you excited? <laughs> yeah. Um, Another good, and maybe I'm just sitting here bragging too much and I should let her talk, but it's one of those things that, you know, I hear and I see even members here at Iron Legion that while they think that they're working their hardest, um, and they, they work pretty hard on some of their workouts, you know, staying the course and staying on a program and following a program and actually following your dreams and staying driven by that dream. Uh, the entire time, even when it sucks, even when it's boring, even when it becomes commonplace, it pays dividends. Uh, and what I mean by that is Karen is one of the only members here at the gym who has made the Masters qualifier open at the, for CrossFit Open for three years in a row. Uh, we haven't seen anyone else here at Iron Legion make the qualifiers. It's kind of upsetting to me, but I understand it. Everybody's got lives and people get distracted by flash and bullshit and they all want to follow comp wad or mayhem crossfit program or whatever fucking bullshit thing and they see out there every little shiny flashy object instead of actually staying the course and digging and doing the hard real work kind of talking about relationships earlier where everybody's after that little short burst of dopamine they're not really after the long term um so this is that person that I'm talking about. So this is Karen. I'm going to kind of let her go into her experiences of uh, how she got over here to Iron Legion, how she started the cafe, and how she's going to do on her workouts. Yeah, super excited about those, um, I think. I don't know. We'll see at three if I am or not. So how all this began. So I, when Ted started the gym, I was running a thoroughbred farm. And I was there for 14 years. And then one day I was called into the office and told that the farm was going a different direction and that my services were no longer needed. So it, it took me a good year to get over that, I guess, kind of. Um, I, maybe I moved on pretty quickly, but not really. Like I, I, It took me a little bit of time to get over the fact that I could commit myself to something. So I, I put my heart and soul into it for 14 years to just be di- dismissed so easily. 
or at least that's how I felt it was. Maybe it wasn't easily to them, but it sure felt like it was. So I just decided at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was going to do it for myself. I was not going to give my all to anybody else's business ever again, because that sucked doing that and then being told like, meh, we're going to go a different way. So if I'm going to work that hard, it's going to be for me and for mine. Um, and that's kind of where the cafe came from. But like Ted said, it started off kind of slow and rocky and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't what it is now. Um, it's cause I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, kind of a little bit, but, um, I think the main shift was a couple years ago, maybe two years ago. I started focusing not I've always had the mindset and you hear all these athletes say it like you're not going to outwork me. And that's true. I will work 24 hours a day. I don't care. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to put my head down. I think the problem was I didn't have a properly focused path for that work. And so that's where the biggest thing happened is my mindset changed and that now I'm not just going to work hard, but I'm going to work focused. Um, and that I, that changed my attitude in my workouts. It changed my attitude in my home life. It changed my attitude in the cafe. Um, and so, yes, for the last three years, I have made the master's qualifier, but I would also like to say that I made the regular quarterfinals as well, not just masters. So right. it's not just that I'm old and in an easier age group, age bracket. I made the regular one too. Um, barely, I'm sure by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> But this year in the 45 to 49 age group, I finished out the Open 102 out of 10,000 athletes. So that's pretty good. Um, and that has been a focus of just following the program, sticking with a program, following it to a T, um, and doing the same one over and over and over, putting in the reps, not just bouncing around to different programs and doing the things that I want to do, um, mostly doing the things I didn't want to do. Um, I, another thing I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing it, but there's a program called 75 hard, which has helped me tremendously get on a focused path. So although I'm will, I am very willing to work hard and put in the work, having a purpose for that work, which is what that program kind of talked me, taught me and helped me find that path is, is really the key to the success is finding the the focused path because doing the reps, if the reps aren't the right reps, then they don't get you anywhere. I agree. I agree. So, and it was interesting during your 75 hard, the frustration that you were dealing with, with, I think you had created a members group or something and everybody was talking and, you know, you had fallout, which I expect to see in the gym business. You know, we see it all the time. Everybody's, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this new program, new thing, new thing. And let's say it's a six week challenge or 75 days or whatever it is in that first two weeks is when everybody realizes, oh shit, this is real. Um, it's not just, I can post on my Instagram and get a whole bunch of likes. Oh, great. Good job. I hope you have fun with it. And then as soon as I got those, they just fucking peel off. Um, that's pretty normal, but I can remember seeing your frustration and how you kind of got a little upset that you had certain people that, you know, for a fact that something like 75 hard would work really well for them. But hearing some people say like, Oh, I'm not enjoying this for 75 days. was pretty fucking miserable or, Hey, you know, I can't handle this because 
I got to do this and I have to do that. You know, that's those things that they think that they have to do. That's literally what 75 Hearts all about. Yeah, it's understanding that it's supposed to be uncomfortable. There's no easy walk. None of it is. And that's, I think, where I get most frustrated and everything is that people in general expect most of life to be easy. And none of it is. None of it's going to be. It's it's just not. It's so, not 75 hard. Not owning your own business. Not going to work. Not raising your kids. Not, not working for somebody else. Like, All of it's hard. Life is tough. Life is tough and it's and it's uncomfortable and it's and it's I think a, a, what helps is finding a partner who understands that too that like knows for a fact um, life is pretty fucking tough and you need to be tougher and you've got to always be trained to be tougher and I think our training environment here does it a lot. I watched Logan last night, our son, on the mats. Uh, I didn't talk to you about this, but he was wrestling with Noah. No, Logan's thirteen. Noah's probably late twenties. They're kind of evenly matched in size. Noah's a little bit bigger. He's an adult, and he's really good. But Logan never stopped moving. So Noah was kind of moving around a little bit, but Logan was – he kept digging and kept fighting and kept moving and positioning and going and going and going. And now the match is five minutes. But in that last minute, Logan started coming alive, and he started gaining inches, and he was getting in there. And I literally watched his face – go from this concerned, like, holy shit, I'm getting my ass kicked to, he started to smile a little bit. And then when he started to smile a little bit and he started to realize that he was gaining position and ground and that he was winning when he finally got up off of the ground and walked towards the bleachers where I was standing, he had a grin from ear to ear. Like I, that was, that was awesome. He says, now I'm having fun. He said, I really felt that. I felt like that was a good match for me. And I was like, and I've never heard him say that out loud. And I looked at him, I says, well, enjoy it right now in the moment. Because it's going to pass. Yep. This too shall pass. It's going to pass. And what happened is he went into his, he laughed because the next person to call him to the floor is Jacob. And Jacob's training for a fight camp right now. So Jacob is tuned the fuck up. So he is ready. So like Logan turned around, he looked and saw Jacob was the next opponent, looked back at me and said, yeah, it's going to pass. <laughs> and got on the floor and went to work with Jacob. But like, we're instilling that in our kids through our own example. So like, we're not taking them to jujitsu, dropping them off and hoping that someday they figure it all out. We're in here training and grinding and trying to be examples for our kids as well. While our kids are doing the exact same thing. They're on the floor training with us. They're lifting weights with us. They're doing jujitsu with us. And our kids are there with us every step of the way. And because we see value in that, the uncomfortable stuff that we understand that gets us through our day-to-day life. We can train that here on the floor. We can train it in our CrossFit. We can make ourselves uncomfortable. We can train it in our jujitsu. We can make it the most uncomfortable thing possible, but we both understand there's value in that. And it's transitional. It goes right out into the world. And when we're out there and we're having to deal with bills piling in, or we have to deal with uh, an unruly this or that, or something that we've got to deal with some government bullshit policy or something, it's, you're just not going to make me as uncomfortable as I already know how I can make myself. Yeah. Right. So we train this all the time and we're putting that into our kids too. So I saw that with Logan last night. I just did, forgot to tell you about it. I would eventually, but yeah. What do you think? I, no, I think that's great. I think, uh, I think understanding that both the good times and bad times, they, they all come and go and it can't all be good times. No. Cause then they're not good anymore. Yeah. Then they're just boring. Yes. Cause it becomes your normal. <laughs> And it's highly unlikely that they're always going to be good times. Right. But having those uncomfortable structure things help you to to have the wins and to appreciate the wins, but also to understand that 
that that win is temporary and that you're going to need to keep on doing those uncomfortable things to get to the next win, um, whatever that win may be. So for guys out there looking for a good mate, I, I see this shit on Instagram all the time. It drives me fucking crazy where it's this, uh, my queen, my queen, this, or my, my, if it wasn't for my girl, this, and I, I have everything I have because of my girl. She's my queen. She's my this. And you just put them on this fucking pedestal and you become this simp following your girl around all the time. That's, I don't believe that that's a thing. I think it's finding somebody that's equal in value to you or pushes and works just as hard as you do. I think it's the trick behind that. I don't, I don't think that I walk around saying that you're my queen and everything about everything I fucking do is related to you. Now I will say you are a sounding board of common sense for me, for damn sure. How many businesses did I want to start before I started Iron Legion? A lot. How, what did you say? I call myself the dream killer, but whatever. Probably a dozen fucking <laughs> businesses that I'd bounce off of her and she nope. would be like, nah, that's not you. Nope. Nah, that's not your style. No, that's not going to work out. And that, you know, it gets frustrating after a while. And then, but there was one day I was like, I think I'm already doing this. So maybe I should turn it into a business. She's like, I don't know what you're waiting for. Something like that. And then we fucking took off. I literally quit my job two weeks later. Yeah. So it's not so much that I was waiting for her permission. It's that we have a relationship together and we have goals and direction. And I had dreams. And when she saw a dream that she knew I'd be fucking good at, she's going to back that hundred percent. But if she sees it, I mean, all of us have ideas that maybe they're not the best ideas sometimes. What it was my well, what, yeah, no, we're two very opposite people. He is a dreamer yeah. and I am like, I like the safe, the safe path. So together, when we come together, it works out pretty good because he'll take me off the safe path, but not so far that I can't still see it. <laughs> <laughs> like when we go mountain biking in New Zealand, I'm not leaving this spot right here. <laughs> <laughs> Staying on the path. So what would you say to, um, people who are looking for a little relationship advice or people who are looking to, to achieve something with somebody else, I think is what I'm trying to talk about here. It's not so much, you know, everything is always individually driven, but I, I feel like for me, you know, a relationship, you still need to keep your individuality. That's what I mean by that lack of that. Like you're not my queen type thing. It's like, it's okay to be a king and a queen. It's okay to have two sides to the spectrum. It's not going to be all one person or another. That's my personal opinion. Um, I feel like it's good for me to have my own individual thoughts and dreams and goals. Same with you. I respect all those types of things. Um, how do you feel? Um, I think that people need to just not, I, I think a lot of things get rushed into and I think that's why they get rushed out of everybody's looking for that person that's going to complete them. And I have never been that girl. So for me, I have always been very independent and very self-driven. Um, and that works for me. Yes. That has given us some strife sometimes, but, um, I tell Ted, I am with you because I want to be, not because I have to be. I am perfectly content by myself. And I think that's why we work is that I, um, that both of us are okay individually. And so when we come together, it, it's just that much bigger of a relationship. Um, I think we're both happy to, I don't want to say happy to be alone, but we both can be. 
we can take care of ourselves and and so that that way neither one of us is dependent on the other neither one of us is saying well i do this and you don't do that like we don't have any of that there's um i i think it's a very equal partnership and you have to have that um i don't know i don't know i don't I don't know what no, to I feel tell like people. You're like, the question. I, I right. think everybody out there has. I don't think their everybody's own thing. looking for an answer. I just feel like some people. Relationships know, are hard. <laughs> yeah, relationships are tough. And you know, I when, barely like my kids sometimes. <laughs> you like your kids? I do. They're, I'll keep them. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had the the joke this morning. Somebody didn't even realize we were married. Um, you know, she runs the cafe on one side. I run the gym on the other. It's professional in that we just you just. We're so different talking to each other that you're probably not going to put the two together unless you see us together. Then it's like, oh, you guys are actually a thing, right? Yeah. So, and that's been something ever since we started the gym here. So, <laughs> yes. all right, guys. Well, I hope uh, you could take a little bit of, uh, from that. The, um, a little relationship advice, I guess. Maybe if you're, uh, or some work, some hard work advice or finding a partner that can actually help you along the way out there in this crazy fucking world that's only getting more and more flipped upside down. The, uh, they're out there. They're few and far between, but keep searching until you find the right one. Don't just go plowing through a whole bunch of them. Um, excuse my French. Make on sure that, you're one too, though. And make sure you're make one. Make sure as well. you're not expecting something out of somebody that you're not willing to be. 100%. 100%. Right on. That was another episode of the Forging Better Humans podcast.